Hey, good morning, business athletes, entrepreneurs, anyone listening to this. So I got a, I got a little bit of a, a dark one today. Um, you know, I was having conversations with my business partner as well as a couple of other uh, other mentors. And, um, you know, since I got started with business, I, I found out that I'm not really an empathetic person, right? I don't really have too much empathy. I have a couple of stories to tell on that, but, you know, I'll save that for another time because this one might be a little bit, uh, a little bit longer than normal. And I really want to get to it. Uh, but, you know, honestly, I, I, I feel like I have started to grow uh, as an empathetic person, especially with the, you know, what it is that I'm passionate about. For those who know, you know, you know, I'm in business, you know, I'm in the financial realm. And, um, you know, I read a lot of case studies. I, I work with a lot of clients and, you know, I see that pretty much I, I hear the horror stories. Right. I, I see, um, you know, the, the numbers and I become very empathetic, especially with individuals who I feel as though need it the most. And, you know, unfortunately, maybe for whatever reason, they don't move forward or, or they don't they don't get their act together. Right. So I like to say that, you know, I have a lot of pity for people and, and it's true. Right. You know, I, I get this gut feeling whenever someone doesn't move forward and, you know, I might check in with them another half a year later or another year later or something of that nature. And, they, you know, they didn't really make any changes. Um, I have pity. Right. I, I can empathize with them, but I have no sympathy. I don't have sympathy. Right. So, I mean, you can go ahead and Google the difference between the two. I'm not going to get into that, but I really don't have sympathy and I'm not trying to be a mean person or I'm not trying to be a jerk or an a-hole, but uh, realistically, if you were in my position, you would understand why I have no sympathy. And, and honestly, I'll tell you some of the reasons why, um, you know, in my experience in business, the reason why I'm not sympathetic is because I don't give myself excuses, right? I, I don't at all. Um, I, I don't believe that uh, most excuses that people give themselves are, are valid. Right. Um, I've seen too many examples in my company. I've seen too many of the examples in business, period, uh, from the books that I read, from the interviews that I listened to, the podcast, the YouTube channels, you, you name it. I've seen way too many examples of people in far worse conditions to me uh, uh, than me, uh, far worse conditions than most people in the world. Right. And, and they still won. They still made it happen. Right. They didn't give themselves excuses because their scenarios were worse. But yet there's so many people out there that would that would come up with the most silliest excuse. Uh, why not to win for the day? Why not to win for the week or why to quit or whatever it might be? And their scenario is not even a bad, a big, a big deal, right? You know, they, they, they don't even have too many issues going on. It's just maybe there's just something that makes them a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe they, uh, they lack belief in themselves. Uh, maybe they lack belief in whatever it is they're currently doing. But ultimately, you know, when, when you see people win, in, in certain industries and in certain realms and certain uh, situations and their scenarios are worse than you. I don't I can't fathom why people don't believe in themselves. If that person was able to do it and, you know, all the odds were stacked against them, how are you not going to still put that step forward? Right. You know, honestly, it comes down to laziness. It comes down to letting those excuses win, letting that little voice in your head uh, uh, not allow you to get out of your comfort zone and, and, and put some work in. Right. And put some work in. So that's the reason why I don't have any sympathy, but I am empathetic. I am empathetic because I, I just told you, right? You know, I, I hear the, the horror stories of individuals uh, being hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. I hear the horror stories of people never being able to retire. I hear the horror stories of, of people having their entire retirement accounts sapped from medical, uh, you know, for medical reasons from the age of 45. Like, are you serious? Like our, our world is not designed or rather our country is not designed for many people to win. Right. But I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But ultimately, I just know where most people will end up. You know, if they don't shed the, the, the ignorance, right, if they don't if they don't shed the laziness, if they if they keep taking in these bullshit excuses. Right. I know where they're going to end up because I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. I've worked with hundreds of people uh, in, in situations worse than them. 
right? So a little bit of a story, you know, I had a, I had a financial client, um, you know, middle of last year. And I don't know why this person was just on my mind for a while, mainly because every time I reached out to them, you know, they haven't really taken a step forward to making major changes. But, you know, they actually reached out to me for advice on their finances, uh, on, on potentially starting a business, whether it be starting a business with me or, or something on their own. But, you know, they, they were they were dealing with paying off debt, dealing with paying off uh, back taxes. Um, and ultimately, they wanted to retire early. Right. You know, they wanted that that so-called American dream where, you know, they had a nice big fancy house. Their family was growing. They were making good money. They were able to potentially retire early, maybe travel a little bit, have a nice car. Right. They, they wanted the good stuff. They wanted the, the luxury, the freedom, the flexibility. But, you know, they, they were spending over a thousand dollars on on BS. Right. You know, eating out video game subscriptions, you know, splurging on nights out, alcohol, right? And, and this person had a family of five, right? This person had a family of five people, five beautiful children, lovely wife. They both had a decent job. They were making enough to really make some, some, uh, some leeway towards those goals, but they just refused, right? They refused to give it up. This individual's uh, just early into their 40s, right? But they, they, they refused to give up, you know, all the, all the 20-year-old BS that uh, most of us had made the mistake in, you know, spending extra money on a unnecessary car note, you know, <laughs> uh, going out every night or, every, or three times a week, spending hundreds of dollars at the bar, the clubs, things like that, right? Ridiculous money on clothes that, uh, that, we, that we think make us look cool but are going to be out of fashion in two, three months, whatever it might be, right? They didn't want, he didn't want to give that up. Right. And this this isn't a bash at him. I just wanted to use this individual because, um, you know, they, they just refuse to start investing for the future, uh, uh, saving for emergencies, protecting their family. Right. You know, they didn't have anything in place. So that if one of them had had unfortunately graduated to heaven a little early. You know, that family of five, five children, they, they pretty much will be left with nothing. Right. And the reason why I empathize with that is because I know if they, if he did not make a change right now, if he did not make a change right now, you know, it's going to lead him down an even worse path, right? Uh, nothing's really going to change unless you change, right? As, as uh, Mahakami said, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, you got to you got to be the change you want to see in your world first, right? You got to change yourself. And if you're not willing to do that, just expect that nothing is going to change. Like a meteor is not going to fall out of the sky and give you a million dollars and lead you to that American dream. It's not just going to you're not just going to walk around the street and someone's going to throw a gold bar at you to make it happen, right? You got to make that happen on your own. We already know how the rest of the world works. Your boss is not is never going to pay you the same amount that he or she gets paid. The CEO does not pay you the same amount that he or she gets paid. Right. Most people do not make it to the executive suite, the C-suite right the, on, on a corporate level. You are going to work that job and you're probably going to see a three percent raise, maybe a bonus every now and then. And that's just going to be the track that you live on for the rest of your life. If you do not make a change and changing a job sometimes does not equate to something better. Maybe you get an extra boost in your salary, but you can't just make extra income and not do anything more with that money in order for you to reach that, that level of prosperity that you know most people want in life. So that's a financial perspective. But on a business perspective, I get a lot of people that reach out to me and ask for advice on how to increase their income with side hustles, right? Because we need it nowadays, right? That's the reason why Uber and DoorDash and all these different side hustle or gig economy companies are making uh, so much money because people need to utilize their platform to make extra income. Well, some people come to me advice on that, but they also look into our company and our opportunities, or maybe they want to start their own business like a food truck or something like that. Anything that's going to turn their nine to five into their, you know, use their five to nine to basically get rid of their nine to five, right? They want to fire their boss. They want to escape the rat race. 
But once again, most people do not refuse to give up that that sense of security from a paycheck, right? You know, that sense of predictability. They know that they're going to have a job or will they, right? We've seen a lot of people get laid off even now. You know, COVID-19 is, is pretty much over the pandemic. You don't hear too much about that. Now it's all about the war in, in between uh, or the rather the invasion uh, of Ukraine by Russia. You know, that's 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 the new trendy topic, um, you know, all over social media as well as the news. But, you know, how how secure is your job? Right. Is that is that your only source of income? Is that your is that your main source of income? What happens if you if you don't qualify to be within their new budget and you get that cut? So people want that predictability, but unfortunately, they don't realize how how sensitive or how flimsy their security is in that job until it's too late. Right. Also, they want to feel normal. I did a podcast on this before. Aladoxophobia, where people are worried about what other people think about them. So naturally, they don't want to stray from the path uh, most travel. They don't want to be that black sheep. Right. So naturally, what do they do? They just stick to what they know. They stick to what their friends suggest. They stick to what their family is going to push them towards. They're going to go to school, get into a lot of debt, get a good job, work very, very hard and hope the boss throws you a bone one day. Maybe you can get a raise, but then you then you increase your 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 means of living, your comfortability. Right. You pop out some kids, you know, you get into a bigger house, you buy yourself a more fancy car. And ultimately, it's just a constant rat race. Right. You never escape it because that's the way our, our American system is actually designed. But a lot of people have started to realize that thanks to COVID-19 and all these little, uh, you know, dips within our, our stock market and our economy and the way the world works. But yet they're still not willing to give it up. Right. They still want to have that level of control. They still wish it was like it was back in the 60s and 70s. Those mad, those madmen times when the stock market was growing and the, the houses were were cheap. Right. You know, you can get a coffee for, I don't know, a dollar fifty, whatever it might be. You can get a cheeseburger for five bucks. Right. That, that's not the world we live in. And people are not getting paid enough in order to make that happen, right? The reason why I empathize is because 51% of people haven't even gotten started with their savings. And that's not including people under the age of 18. That's 18-year-olds and up, right? 51% of people have more than half, more than half of Americans have not even gotten started with their journey towards retirement, right? 75% of people won't even retire at all. And if they do retire, there's a good chunk of them, about 78% of them will have to go back to work in order to make men, uh, you know, ends meet. Uh, same number, 78% of people, they only get to travel once a year. That's it, right? Once a year abroad. I don't know about you, but I feel like the best experiences has to do with diversity, right? Being able to take our children, being able to just drop everything and go to Tulum, go to go to Greece, right? Go to these different places where we can expose our children to some memories that are really going to shape their lives. Most people don't get that opportunity. A lot of people haven't even left their own state, let alone the country. Right. And then almost half of people, you know, they're, they're going to end up losing their retirement just to medical expenses, long term care needs. Right. You guys know I'm in finance, so I, I know the numbers. I see what happens uh, uh, when you when you get sick. Right. When you have a, um, a debilitating uh, issue where you got to pay, I don't know, three, five, eight grand a month for maybe a, a, a homemade or 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 stop by nurse or something of that nature. Right. My mother was a home a home health aide. Right. You know, she went to people's houses who were sick and, and unfortunately, you know, that sapped away all of their retirement. Things just changed for them in an instant, whether it be a, an accident, a sickness, whatever it might be. I know the numbers because and, and the, re the reason why I empathize is because I know where most people are going to end up if they don't put the right things into place or they don't start making the right decisions and they don't start to make a change towards where they really want to go. People just they just let it fly by. Right. 
one of the ones I can't stand the most because, you know, as, a, as an African-American uh, African man from a, a pretty wealthy state, but, you know, I wasn't wealthy growing up, is that uh, more than three quarters of Americans are going to leave nothing. They're going to leave nothing to the ones that they love, right? As a father, most people, most parents, we, we want to bless our children with a better life than we ever lived, right? We want to give them more. We want to have give them more opportunity, more money, right? More ease, less stress. But we don't realize what happens when we when we leave this earth. Right. So most of us leave a bill instead of a blessing. Most of us, you know, we, we graduate to heaven, but we don't realize the ripple effect, the negative ripple effect that we leave on our children and our children's children. Right. Because they feel it as well, too. I have pity for those who, you know, who are indecisive on just being responsible. Right. You know, I see it all the time on social media. People complain. Oh, I don't want to adult today. Oh, I don't want to do adulting. Oh, I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to do this. Right. We're, we're just a society of people who complain and don't want to take anything seriously until it's too late. Right. The baby boomers know how it is. They worked very, very hard and most of them are not enjoying their retirement. Right. They fell into that rat race and they, they did everything they were supposed to do. Right. And us millennials, we're starting to realize that, you know, something has to change. But unfortunately, we're still not being responsible. We're still not doing what we have to do. We want to travel more. We don't want to work as much. We want flexibility. We want to work from home. And that's all good. Right. But we still have to do the right things to make sure that we're paying ourselves first, that we are going to be able to reach financial prosperity. Not everyone's going to become the top 10 percent of YouTube uh, uh, channels. Right. Not everyone's going to become the top one percent of Twitch players on, on video games and get a stream of income from people watching you uh, play Call of Duty. Not everyone's going to do that. Right. Some of us have to put in a little bit of extra work. If you really want to solidify your future, you have to put in that extra work. You have to have a burning desire to win because most people do not. And unfortunately, if you don't have that level of tenacity and that level of drive that you're going to make a true change in your life and make that decision to be responsible towards your future self and your future family, or if you already have one, your family now, then you're, you're destined to lose, right? You're destined to lose. Most people, uh, you know, I have pity for people who don't chase after those dreams, one of the first questions I ask my clientele is, is, hey, you know, if you had all the money in the world, what would you be doing with your life? You know, what, what would your what would your dream lifestyle look like? And a lot of people just let those dreams come through. Right. They tell me very conservative things. They tell me, uh, oh, you know, I just want maybe a couple of acres of farmland and a nice, you know, a decent sized house. You know, how sad does that sound? Like people gave up on themselves. People gave up on the system. People, they, they don't even want to dream anymore. They don't even want to reach for the sky anymore. They're willing to just kind of just live their days out as long as they have enough, right? They're just, they're just all about survival. You know, that, that is a, that is a system that cripples everyone's minds. And that's what most people think, you know, ask yourself, what are your dreams? What do you want to accomplish? And then just try to add a little realism in there. How, how realistic is it, is it possible uh, for you to reach your dreams, right? And then add a price tag to it. What is the worth of work that you're willing to put in to make those dreams come true? Or are you okay with just surviving? Are you okay with just being mediocre? Are you okay that you're going to, you're going to, uh, you know, look back on your life on your deathbed, you know, hopefully you get a deathbed you know, hopefully it's not an instant accident, but you're going to look back on your life on your death deathbed and see the ghosts of what you could have been, right? See the ghosts of what your family could have been. See the ghosts of the travels you could have taken, the size house you could have had, the impact on community you could have had if your dreams came true, right? All right. So, you know, how many people and this and this one, this one hurts me because, you know, as, like I said, as an African-American man uh, from uh, uh, from the ghetto, basically, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, we, we, we go to church. Right. We pray. We pray for prosperity. We pray for uh, our dreams, basically our goals to come true. But how many people go to church every single Sunday and then on Monday morning, they go back to the same slave ship 
right? And not make any change whatsoever to make it worthy of God's response, right? Most people are going to pray for it, pray for it, speak it into existence, but they don't work it into existence. They don't make that change where they, where, where they uplift themselves, right? They will just pray every single Sunday for years and years and years in hopes that they're just going to wake up and then boom, the blessing. No, you have to make your blessings come true. You have to make those blessings come true. Same thing with lottery. You know how many times I drive by, uh, uh, you know, 7-Eleven and I see like three or four people out there with scratch tickets on the lottery, right? They're willing to spend that money on hope. They're really, they're, they're willing to just hope for a million dollars instead of get out there and learn how to do it and actually work for it, right? People are more reliant on hope and hopes that they just get lucky rather than go out there and design their own luck, design their own life, make it happen on their own. I have pity because uh, I know most people that I interact with, when I ask them, if they don't make a change here right now, if they do not make a change to getting to what they just told me, what they just confessed about their dreams and their goals, where will they be in 10 years? Where will they be in 10 years if they do not make a change? I know the answer. They know the answer too. And I'll empathize, but I won't sympathize.